The autumn wind is a pirate. Welcome, Raider Nation, to the Raider Nation podcast. And I am your host, Raider Greg. And yes, we are going to try to make a positive spin on everything that's going on around here. But you know how it is. It is what it is, folks. So let's see what it is, because it's always changing. It's always morphing to something new here on Q217. Well, fans, yes, things are morphing and changing. And you know what? I just don't get tired of the dysfunction because it's actually quite entertaining. Once you get over to the fact that we've lost this season, we won't be able to really compete for jack shit. You realize that things can't get any worse, and they do. Then you figure, hey, you know what? <laughs> Let's just look into it and use it as an entertainment tool. <laughs> and that's the way it is. So on this show, we will do the yeah. post-game for yeah. the fish. Yes, the fish, they squished us. That's right. At the end of the game, they drove the ball down the field, and that was it. And like we didn't see that coming. I'll go over that. That's one of the stories of the day. Also, the fossil. That's right. The fossil sucks. <laughs> that would be Jimmy Fossil. That's right. He sucks as a coach. He hasn't been coaching in a long time. And the last time he coached, he didn't do very well. And the time before that, he didn't do very well either with the Giants taking seven years to get to a Super Bowl and losing. No, the fossil sucks, and actually in this story, he swallows, because I'll tell you why in just a moment. The next story, of course, which would be the last story, is please, please, not the Asamoah. Don't leave. I hope this guy doesn't hit the road next season after his treatment here in Oakland. Yeah, it's looking awful sketchy, folks, and I am totally paranoid of that more than anything else this season, and I'm going to tell you why. On this show, and of course, we'll hit the bone line as well, 1-800-620-7181. It's been slowing down, but I have no reason to think that it won't pick up again if we start to win. So, Red Nation, the post games for the Squish the Fish. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl. Cause we're the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Yes, we're the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Those who saw it, those who witnessed it, saw actually a competitive game until the end, once again, just like the Panthers. The game was played without any Oakland offense. Six times we were in the red zone, and three of those six times we got negative yards. That's right, two penalties, one sack. We didn't score a touchdown again for the fifth game. In a row. That's 10 quarters, everyone. Our offense, anemic. Call it what you want. That's the way it is. 
Ronald Curry showed up big like I know he would. He has ever since he's been here. He's a good receiver, and he showed up big this game probably because the quarterback had a half a decent game. Yeah. And I don't want to go on and on about this game because we lost, man. We lost 17-15. We're now 2-8, and eight, and they were looking for a high draft pick in the draft, probably one of the top five. So what? Oh, so what? So our special teams played great. Johnny Lee Higgins run back. It was a great thing. What a beautiful, beautiful run back that was. It kind of makes up when he does something like that, makes up for all those bonehead moves, like trying to run the ball off on the five-yard line kind of stuff. Anyway, the game was entertaining, to say the least, because if we had scored any time during that game with a missed Geno field goal, of course, that didn't help us very much either. But, you know, what can you say? You can't depend on that to win your game, especially when it's so close. We did do a great job in stopping the run. That was another very good thing. And uh, they didn't walk all over us like, well, I thought they were going to. We actually were ahead in the game until they finally drove the ball down the field, miraculously enough, like we've all seen. Raider Nation, we've all seen it before. We've all seen that in our stomachs. We know we're ahead in the game. Three minutes and 40 seconds left. Do you think we can hold on? Hell no, we can't. And it's a good thing that you don't hold any energy into that because that's some bullshit. And that's the way you got to think as a Raider fan these days. Not that you want to. You just have to. That's the way it goes. Well, that's about all I got to say about this game, folks. There's not much more to say other than the very end was a hapless joke. It just goes to show we have no coaching staff and there is nothing going on in basic cable. Definitely not. When you have three or four seconds, I don't know, we had 18 seconds left, whatever it was, there was once again in the sixth fucking season, no urgency, no two-minute drill, no urgency to get to the line, and the play that was called was a 15-yard pass in the middle of the field that, of course, ran the clock out with no hope possibly of scoring again. Not that we could have. But for crying out loud, at least give the 1 in 1,000 chance to Mary a shot or something else. How about a sideline, quick sideline pass to try to get the ball close enough so the boot can crack in another win? That's what I say, and that is piss poor coaching. The man has a helmet radio for crying out fucking loud, and if the coach wasn't screaming in his ear, tell him to move his fat ass then that's some bullshit. <laughs> and so that's all I have to say about the game. I can't get too emotional. You know what I mean? So that is that. Let us move on to the next little story. The Fossil. Open the door, get on the floor. Everybody walk the dinosaur. Open the door, get on the floor. Everybody walk the dinosaur. Open the door, get on the floor. Everybody walk the dinosaur. Open the door, get on the floor. Everybody walk the dinosaur. Like a mastodon from the past, Jim Fossil, the leech, I should call him, because he's been sucking at the blood of Al Davis ever since he worked here for one season. He's been pining at the old man's door to get a job, and it just gets more pathetic every year. 
Yes, his name's been tossed around back and forth. He's been to training camps in the last two seasons, meeting with Al, visiting with Al, checking in with him and giving him his fond and most valued advice, I'm sure. Probably helped us with our last six seasons. Thanks a lot, Jimmy boy. But I'll tell you this, man. The fossil has really worked one in this week with a handwritten now, in basic quotations, handwritten note to Al Davis pleading his case to take the Raiders back to legendary glory. What a bunch of horse crap. He wasn't a good coach when he was coaching. That's why he doesn't have a job. That's why he hasn't had a job in a year. The fossil is exactly that. He is a fucking fossil. We don't need his retread in Oakland. Another waste of money and a waste of time for the Raider Nation. Let me tell you this, folks. (laughs) This was in an article written by Steve Cochran, and I'm going to read you some stuff that should raise some questions in the Raider Nation. Jim Fossil said Tuesday they hadn't spoken with the Raiders owner Al Davis in recent days. Not that he hasn't spoken with him in a month or two or in a year or two or he hasn't spoken with him really in a long time, but in recent days. What the hell does that mean? That means I haven't called him this week? Please. And him being linked to the Raiders coaching job is pure speculation. Boy, haven't we heard this horse shit from the Raiders themselves. This is what he says. No, we haven't really had any conversations. Some things have gotten blown way out of proportion. You think? I like the word you use there. Blown. Because that's what you're trying to do to the old man, dude. Take a job somewhere else. Go try to resurrect some other team. Fossil, you blow, and that's from underneath Al's desk. That's for sure. Now, here's something precious and most valuable. Team executive John Herrera reiterated Tuesday that Al Davis is focused on this season and hasn't solicited prospective candidates to replace Cable. Please give me a fucking break. John Herrera, you are a douchebag and a lying piece of shit. Why would any Raider fan in their right mind listen to your bullshit? And the fact that it is printed makes it even funnier. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Listen to this. This is the doggone cherry on top. You got to hear this point for sure. (laughs) Basel said that he enjoyed working with Raiders owner Al Davis. And this is a quote. He didn't interfere at all, Fassel said. He treated me great, and he paid me really good money. (laughs) Bada-bing! Thank you very much. He'd pay you a lot more money because you could just sit there and be the next hand puppet for Al Davis. What a bunch of bullshit. Let me say this right now, Raider Nation. This asshole better not be our coach. And I don't give a shit who wants to spin this any way you want. You could spin it on a roll of toilet paper if you like. Because that is where it belongs. Because all you got to do with this information is wipe your ass. Please 
Namdi. Totally. <laughs> oh, if Samoa leaves, we are toast. It will be the Jenga part, if you know the game, Jenga or Jenga, whatever you want to call it, that will make the entire, whatever's left standing in the Raiders organization, collapse into a pile of rubble more than it is. This cat is the key to our defense, and we cannot even fuck around, excuse my language, and not sign him to a bazillion-dollar contract, pay him, give him a foot massage, whatever he has to do. I'm going to tell you now, Al Davis better pay this dude his money with a humongous bonus of some kind. Ronald Curry, another one, unbelievably dissed by this idiot basic cable. Curry did miss some passes earlier in the season, has been relegated to nothing. And I mean nothing. And that's some bullshit. Those of us who've seen him play football, let's not forget Denver. Let's not forget the myriad of games where he's got great passes. He's not the best receiver, but he is better than what has been out there. Way better than Jovan wasted time and money Waka. That's for damn sure. And basic cable is a moron for not using Curry more. This last game was just an example of how good he is as a player. And if they jack him up, and of course I'm going on a rant, they are fucked up. The organization is worse than I thought. A valuable player, a leader in the organization. And guess what? Well, I'll go over this in just a minute after I finish this. <laughs> Asamoah. Awesome He's been thrown to 10 times in 10 games this season, everybody. Did you know that stat? They've tried him 10 times. Once a game, they've tried to throw the ball in his direction, and every time they've learned a lesson for this season when intercepted. So that leaves six <laughs> doggone passes in 10 games. Do you think we need this guy? And the drama in Alameda is finally getting to the key players, and I don't know who the hell's making decisions in there, but they better straighten up and smell the fucking coffee right now. Because if we lose a Samoa next year, we are fucked up. And excuse my language, but I'm going to tell you, he has been talking a lot in the media about the, <laughs> the unfair treatment of Hall, the unfair treatment of Curry, and he has been very, very vocal. And that says one thing to me, that his agent said, well, let it go, because I'm sure he's wanted to talk before but hasn't said a word, because his attorney is telling him, hey, let it go. It's nothing you can do about it. But I think now, I think now, Raider Nation, I hate to even say it, but I think that Asamoah is on the way out the door if we don't do something quick, if we can. Because when you start having a player talk in the newspaper like that, you know what the old, and I mean very old man, thinks up top, and you know what will happen. Heads will roll. Uh, and I'll tell you, <laughs> as many draft picks, have we? I think we've wasted the last 10 picks on defensive backs, if I'm not mistaken. We finally found one worth his salt out of 10 guys, that nine other guys that, didn't do shit, and here we go jacking it up. 
I, I mean, I just don't get it. Just when you think our organization is so screwed up beyond measure, they go to a new level of dysfunction. It fucking blows me away. But that's the way it is, and that's the way we got to look at it. But I'm going to tell you, Nation, do not be surprised. If the fly's in the ointment already, and it's got to be thrown out, the baby with the bathwater, and we're going to lose him to another team that's going to give him billions of dollars. And what do you think? Do you think that he will stay here if, if for the same money or go play for the Giants? Or even for the Patriots? Or, or hell, how, what do you think about him playing in a Bronco uniform? I am just flipped out, and I don't even know how to contain myself. And the Ronald Curry thing is just something that's been irritating me for quite some time. But the fact that he says when Chaz Shillins comes back, he'll put him in there instead of Curry. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, he better try Chaz on the other side of the field or maybe rotate both those players in together because I'm going to tell you, Curry can make some freaking catches, and he's a good receiver. And the fact that they're going to sit his ass on the bench and maybe even cut him is just some bullshit. But we went through the Walker scenario. Unbelievable. The fact here, too, there's another thing that pisses me off, and here's another thing. It's just something we've all known and talked about, and no one's really gotten real proof, or it doesn't show its ugly face often. But here's what happened with Curry as well, which also just pisses me off to no end. Here's what Curry says. I guess it came out in the paper. Uh, nobody has been talking to me. I didn't know what my, my situation is. I go from starting to not even playing in the rotation, anything. Al called me and he said, this is your situation. They plan on you being active for the rest of the year and you're going to roll with the other receivers. So that's what Al Davis had to tell him because that sackless pussy and I'll call him Basic Cable for sure. That sackless scumbag didn't have enough balls to tell Curry his situation. He's a seven-year veteran. What are you going to do? Al Davis is telling him something that that moron, fucking Flintstone, or whatever you want to call him, Barney Rubble, he pisses me off. His bullshit about every game and how we're getting better, we're going to turn the corner, Just, just is just annoying. And the fact that you even listen to it is bullshit. I can't stand hearing his voice. I can't wait till he's gone because hopefully he will be gone. So, <laughs> you know, the rest of the team thinks this is bizarre behavior too. Ron Curry ain't a factor. It's ludicrous. One of the best players on the team, a leader, a guy who came back from two career-ending injuries to continue to play well. Screw Cable. Go back to the line. You are such a basic ass. Anyway, that's all I got to say about that because uh, that really fucking pisses me off. And there you have it. All right, time for the bone line. 
Let's get on to the bone line, 1-800-620-7181, 1-800-620-7181. Throw us your bones, give us your passion, tell us what's going on, tell us what's in your heart, Raider Nation. I know, Raider fan, it's brutal out there, and it just keeps getting weirder. Who we got on the line? We got Raider Frank from New Jersey. How you doing? This is Raider Frank from New Jersey. Uh, I've been listening to the podcast, and, you know, for weeks, you know, I hear up and downs of what people are saying about the Raiders, and it's emotionally draining because you really wish the best for your team, and but you know that they're playing the worst. Uh, I, I think it's not going to change until we have a coaching change. And Even though I like the guys and lo- like the coaching staff because I'm a real Raider fan like everybody else, but it hurts, you know, and, and you want to see some more discipline. And I think that's what the Raiders are lacking. They got the talent. They got the skill. They can compete with any team. Uh, and I think it's just bad coaching. I mean, D'Angelo Hall, you know, he got burned on plenty of plays. Do I feel that it's his fault? No, because of the fact Raiders didn't give him an opportunity to play on what he is comfortable in. Uh, most teams – take a receiver or take a player, and they play him to his strengths. Raiders like to play to their strength, which is not a strength. That's a weakness. Week in and week out, we're just getting burned. I think the Raiders got to start to play to people's strengths. I think the Raiders got to learn that they got to put the right shoes on rookie players so we don't have turf toes. Uh, It's just bad, bad coaching all over the place. I really wish Al Davis would listen to some of the stuff that the, the Raider fans see. And maybe it open their eyes and realize that, you know what, they got to make a change. You know, we, we love our Raiders just as much as he does. they got to be a change, man. Thanks, guys. Good points there, brother. One thing is, though, I never buy into the Kool-Aid of every coach that comes along is going to be good for our team. you got to look and see his past record and what he's done for our team. And uh, so far, you know, <laughs> we haven't done very well in that, that area, so I don't think a coach is going to do it. I think we got a clean house. We got to get rid of all the dead wood in there. I've been saying it. I will continue to say it, and that's the way it is. The players want to win. The coaches are weak. They are lame, and Al Davis is lame for not seeing what's happening. And he knows what you're saying. He knows what the fans are saying. He just don't give a shit. That's right. So <laughs> there you go, brother. Thanks for the call, man. Don't be too discouraged. Get back here on the bone line. We need to hear from you. Who we got next? We got Raider Mike. Welcome, my brother. My tailgate brother, Mike. What you got to say, partner? Raider Greg, this is Raider Mike. Calling in a little late from uh, the Panther game, post-Panther game. I just heard the podcast and uh, realized I should have called in sooner. But I just wanted to thank uh, everybody for uh, the, the great time I had there at that tailgate. That was Probably one of the best tailgates I think I've been to in a in a super long time, and um, you know Kingsford Kirk was you know awesome. You know cooked great food and and uh, you know Greg and and your wife and uh, Randy and Juan and Kater Raider and, and uh, Suasion Persuasion and of course the Crusader Raider and Dave representing England well. Um, it was just a phenomenal day. Um, pretty awesome, and 
you know, can't thank you guys enough for, for uh, you know, having me there with you guys. And it was just, it was a blast. So, but as for the team, um, you know, I'm glad that the news of uh, Greg Knapp uh, not being able to call plays anymore uh, makes me very happy because his play calling was just, I mean, just terrible. So I think that uh, maybe we might see a little bit more production out of the offense. Nothing big or anything like that, but at least we'll get more than 77 yards of offense and three first downs maybe. But, uh, you know, uh, I have to say, though, that the play calling really, you know, hasn't been that good since Norv Turner left. I mean, really, if you think about it, I mean, it, that's that's a long time uh, since that's happened, and it just really sucks that, you know, we can't get anybody in there that knows how to call plays, and I think that is the pretty much the problem with our offense you know if you know what your offense can do and know your strengths then you utilize them and it doesn't seem like they uh do any of that it just seems like they just kind of you know do this and do that and punt the ball you know it's just i don't know it, it really sucks but all those people out there that think that the raiders are going to lose forever i'll be back to call each and every one of you out when they start winning again because if you think they're going to lose forever that's that's foolish man you know al davis can't live forever so um and i don't think that uh you know al is gonna you know go much further the way he's going i i have to believe that he's gonna hire a gm and things gonna start to turn so i don't know have faith raider fans and uh thanks again for for everything greater greg and randy and everybody just it was a, it was a blast i couldn't say enough about it later Raider Mike. That's what I'm talking about, partner. Hey, man, that was a ass-kicking tailgate. For anybody who didn't make it there, you missed out, brother. You know what I'm saying, Mike. It was a blast to see everybody. I was stoked. The game, eh, you know what? It wasn't so hard because I had a blast at that tailgate. What a bunch of great people, great time, great food. Kingsford Kirk is the bomb. And, you know, it was a great time. And uh, seeing you there was great, too. And I, I, I got to tell you, uh, as far as Al not living forever, that's right. I don't think he is either. I hope that he's smart. I think you're right, Mike. I, I honestly think that he is going to see that he needs to get someone in there to handle this business. I think he hears us. It just takes a long time to move that mountain. So great call, man. Keep calling him in, Mike. You know. You know. Okay, who's next? We have the Raider fan until death. What's up, Raider Nation? This is the Raider fan until death, representing Canyon Country, California. I'd just like to call attention to the folk out there who's given up on the on the Raiders. There's a few people I work with who say, "Oh, I'm gonna wait till LA gets a team, then I'll support that team." I can't stand watching the Raiders anymore. You know what? Fuck you guys. You guys weren't even fucking Raider fans to start off with. So fuck you. No big loss anyways. Good riddance, bitches. On that note, a few weeks back, maybe a few months back, Al Davis mentioned that uh, next year he might bring in a GM. Fucking swear to God, if he brings in Matt Millen as our GM, I'm going to fucking puke. Anyway... Next year, which looks like we're going to get another top five pick in the first round, we better fucking trade down 
and acquire some additional draft picks because, number one, fuck, I don't think the Raiders can afford another top five pick. And number two, fuck, we need more picks to fucking to build up our lines, O-line, D-line, fuck, you name it. While you're at it, receivers, fullbacks, maybe throwing another safety, a linebacker, a kick returner. You know, it's only going to get more expensive when uh, Kirk Morrison and Thomas Howard want a big contract. You know, we're, we're coming up close to the end of their deals. You know, they're going to want a fucking big payday. Are we going to have any fucking money left? What the fuck? I mean, fuck, what's it going to take to fucking re-sign Namdi next year? You know, we're going to have to tag him again, which is going to piss him off. You know, he's already fucking voiced his opinion that he's pissed off you know, playing for the Raiders. And fuck, I mean, to sign him long-term, Al Davis is going to have to give that dude, like, part ownership in the Raiders. The writing's on the wall. Fuck, is there any rule against tagging that guy for the next 10 years? Fuck, if there's not, I say we do it, because that's the only way we're going to hold on to him. Fuck. Can you fucking imagine seeing Namdi in a fucking Bronco jersey? Or a fucking Patriot jersey? Fuck. Or a fucking Chiefs jersey? <sighs> Swear to God, that would fucking make me sick. That's the kind of fucking homegrown talent we need to fucking keep. You know, instead of fucking paying D'Angelo $70 million, we should have fucking gave that to Namdi. I don't even know why we tagged him in the first place. And then after this year, I hate to say it, but I, I seriously think we're fucked long-term when it comes to Namdi. Anyway, keep the faith, Raider Nation. I'd like to give a shout-out to fucking Silver and Black Magic and Aaron Sullivan down there in La Mirada. Keep it strong. Fly the fucking Raider flag high with pride. Out. Well, Pana, you, you, you really had a lot to say. You had a lot of smart things to say. And I like the fact that at the end of each one of those things, you went, fuck. Because <laughs> that's exactly how I feel. All the way up to those bitches that are leaving for an L.A. team. Who knows what they could be called? Some weak-ass new team that comes out of nowhere. Let them go, man. That's right. Don't worry about it. And Al Davis did talk about getting a GM. And if it is Matt Millen, I will be pissed beyond belief. I don't think that's the case. It was said that it was a Bay Area guy, and I think it's somebody around here. Uh, that's what they hinted to. No names are dropped, but there's a couple people in line here we're thinking about. So let's just hope that happened. And you know we're going to get that high draft pick, and we better trade down, and we better get some linemen. I don't give a crap. We got to get a whole lot of linemen and boot these guys. You know, Kwame, get out. Wayne Harris, the paper bag. Yeah. Anyways, yes, we got to trade down and get some linemen because we won't have any money because Morrison and Howard, we got to keep those guys. We got to keep them happy for crying out loud because Namdi's already pissed off and he's ready to walk out the door. And yeah, DeMarshmallow got all the money and now he's at home on the couch thinking about it with a, with a doggone Washington Redskins jersey on. They might even make it all the way to the playoffs. I'd love it. I, I would just love it. Perfect. D'Angelo burns us for a million dollars a game, and we lose the best, and I mean the fucking best, defensive back in the NFL. Perfect. Priceless. Fuck. 
like you would say. <laughs> exactly. I gotta agree. <laughs> Great call, man. Keep them coming, brother. Okay, who's next on the line? We got Raider Cogs coming from the game. That's what I'm talking about. That's right, from Miami, from Squish the Fish. What you got to say, Padna? Yo, Raider Nation, this is Raider Cogs, or should I say Cogs the Bag-Faced Raider. That's right, you heard it here first. Lived down in Florida and going to the Dolphin game with a bag on my head. That's how bad things are. Don't worry, I got a sign on the back that says, we need a coach or a hitman. Take out the owl. Well, the good news is that Pennington doesn't look like he's going to play, and if that happens, we might just have a great day. So stay tuned, my brothers, and I'll call you after the game. Peace. Raider Nation, this is Raider Cox calling right after the game. You know what, guys? It wasn't that bad. I was able to keep that bag inside my pants. Didn't have to wear it on top of my head. We almost snuck one out there. Uh, heads out, I did meet Keith Smith, the Crusader Raider from London, England. Super nice guy. We had a great time. Well, Raider Nation, looks like things are going to be bad for the rest of the year, but at least we're starting to move around the ball. Take care, Raider Nation. See you next week. Well, I'm glad you didn't have to whip out the bag because <laughs> maybe someone there would have took out a can of whip ass on you. I'm glad you didn't do that because that bag wouldn't hang here in Oak Town, Padna. I don't care how shitty we go. The first bag that gets taken out and put on a head, someone's going to light that motherfucker on fire. <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now. <laughs> That's no lie in Oak Town, buddy. So don't bring that paper bag anywhere near the Mecca because you ain't going to bring it out. I guarantee it. And I'm glad, man, you got to see the Crusader Raider. You got to see a decent game. We played good ball. I mean, the stats blow, but we played decent ball. All we needed was a touchdown. That's all we needed to do is muster up a touchdown, win the game, boom. Until we start to make a touchdown, five games without one now, then we will not win games. You need to have touchdowns to win games. That's like a Herm Edwardism. You need you, you have to score points to win the game. No shit. Well, there you go, man. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Crusader Raider is the bomb. You know it, Patna. He is funny. He's a good guy. And I'm glad you guys hooked up. You guys had us in common. That was very, very cool. I'm glad you guys are both fans of the show. It is awesome. We got to just keep plugging along, you know. All right, who's next on the line? Raider Tatum. From Hooters? Oh, you. I wish. Raider Greg, this is Raider Tatum from the Midwest. I'm currently at my local establishment at Hooters. I've seen some nice asses. It's about the only thing positive today, outside of this pathetic loss by the Raiders. Uh, not a very sound offense whatsoever. Russell is just scared when he's in the box and actually has protection. It's, it's just so freaking pathetic. I can't really cuss too much right now. I'm a little kid. But uh, either way, I uh, just wanted to throw my shot out there, trying to keep it as positive as possible. I guess we got to look for those first or second round draft picks. All right, take care. Long live the Sabbath. Yeah, I wish I was watching a lot of nice asses at that game. No. No, there were no nice asses around here at that game. <laughs> right on, man. I'm glad you're having a good time. Can't drop some F-bombs because there's kids in the crowd. Well, good for you. You showed some restraint, unlike some of us, well, probably like me. 
I had to drop the F right away and then realized, oops, there's kitties. Uh, good job there, Raider Tatum. Things will get better, man. Things will get better. Just hang in there, man. Just take the beatings. The beatings will continue until morale improves. That's what I say. Okay, who's next on the line? Raider Johnny from Los Angeles. What do you got to say, partner? Hey, Raider Nation. This is Raider Johnny calling from Los Angeles, California. Hey, shit. We just lost to the Miami Dolphins. But you know what? D played great. Offense, we got to get that thing going. Couple things I want to put on there. Uh, hey, you know what, Raider Nation? We got to stay positive. I know we lost a couple of games. We can't get down on this team. We got to get this thing turned around. We got to change mentality. Get everything changed around. So, first thing I want to say is, hey, look, you know what? We got to stop being so conservative. How conservative are we going to be? We're up there playing like we're like a Super Bowl team. I'm thinking with Derek McFadden, get him back there, put him on kick returns. It's obvious right now. He ain't going to be at every down back. Put him back there on kick returns and also play him on the change of pace on the third downs. The other thing, man, Kwame, you got to go, man. You got to go. You ain't, you ain't holding it down out there on the left side. Fall starting, holding everything. Hey, you know what? We got a draft coming. We'll get this thing turned around with the next draft. Hopefully we can get tougher, trade back, get someone like Troy Palomalu, See him every weekend down here in, in L.A. He's looking great. Hey, Raider Nation, stay positive. This is Raider Johnny, and I'm out. Okay, well, you know what? I understand. You got to be positive. We understand that. We feel that. Those of us that live it, those of us that live it, have to feel positive, man. You got to think things will go in a positive direction. And lost a couple of games. Uh, Padna, we're 2-8. and eight. We have lost... So many games in the last six years that, you know, being positive is a good thing, but you got to be real and you got to call it like it is. So, you know, the Raider Nation, we're not out and we're not way out. We're not even close to out, but it's a little downtime right now, you got to say. But, you know, you keep wearing your stuff, you keep, you know, being loud and proud, keep doing your thing, because that's what I say. Uh, no matter what, you're not going to jump ship. But, man, it's tough to be smiling, zip, <laughs> whistling zippity-doo out of your asshole when we're two and eight. That's all I gotta say. As far as Darren McFadden, you bet your ass they should put his ass right there in return team every time. The Raiders are afraid that they're gonna break him. Please, he's a football player. Make him play for the huge salary that he signed for. Put him in a place where he can do the best good. And I think right now that's a perfect place for him. If he don't want to do it, that's tough shit. That's his job. Michael Bush has been asked to be a fullback and is not wanting to do it. This is a perfect example of no leadership on the team, poor, poor-ass coaching, no freaking leadership right there. As far as Kwame, the paper bag goes, I need I say more. Someone got to light that boy on fire and get him on out of here because he should be out of here pronto. Thanks for the call, brother. You keep him coming from L.A. That's where my wife came from. I'm partial to the Los Angeles area myself. And who we got now? We got Rada Dave from Washington. Okay, man, let me have it. Hey, this is Rada Dave in Washington. How y'all doing? Um, here we have another game, which is almost a mirror image of the game before, with good defensive play and virtually no offense. I guess uh, Tom Cable, the Cable guys, 
experiment and play calling just isn't going good. Um, Jamarcus, I, I guess he looked better than he did against the Falcons, but not much better. I don't know if he's the answer. I'm tired of being pissed, so I'm not going to be pissed anymore. I'm just going to watch every game with a grain of salt and, and realize that we're going to have great defensive play and no offense whatsoever. That's right, man. Good D and no O the last two games. Actually, we haven't had any O for the past five games. We haven't had one TD in the last five games. So what can you say? You know, Jay Russ did better. He did better. Then maybe he'll do worse. Maybe he'll do better. Jury's out. I'm not real impressed with him at all as far as just the factor of urgency and, and management and leadership and the ability to go forward and understand that's your job is to make yards and not sit there and fold up like a cheap suit. You know, Jay Russ is not my favorite player, so I really don't pay much attention to his progress at all because it's a matter of time. We're either going to get rid of him or we're going to keep him. The other positions we have, we're going to need some help with for sure, and we can get those positions, the line, you know, offensive line, maybe a linebacker and things like that. It's the way it is, man. Don't worry. I'm glad you're over being pissed because now you can be happy again, just like me. <laughs> Take another pill, Greg. That's right. Smoke two joints in the morning. <laughs> Whatever it takes, nation, you know what I'm saying. Okay, we got the Crusader Raider right here on the line with us, man. My good partner, good friend, and a great all-around fan, man. This guy throws it out there. Every time he comes to town, 5,500 big miles to get to the Mecca. All right, man. Hit it, Keith. Hello, Raider Nation podcast. This is Keith Smith, the Crusader Raider, calling you from Charlotte, Carolina. I've just flown in here from Fort Lauderdale, where I've spent the last three days um, with friends from the podcast and other Raider friends down there in Miami uh, at that game that we should have, could have, and, well, we should have just won it. We should have won it, but we didn't. Anyway, this is the end of another crusade for us. The L8 crusade is nearly over. I've got a three-hour stop over here in Charlotte, and then it's uh, six and a half, seven hours back to London, and then an hour drive back to my home after that. Guys, another fabulous trip this year. Great to see you all in Oakland. Great to meet up with those uh, uh, podcasters uh, who listened to the show from New York and that that were down there in Miami, and it was good to meet up with you guys. Randy, can you please pass on uh, my... Uh, Thanks for those people who put messages out on the uh, uh, the comments forum, but unfortunately, obviously, whereas I haven't been able to um, register, re-register with my email because obviously I'm out of the country and I couldn't, couldn't do that. But uh, um, I do thank those people who put comments into the comments forum uh, during the last week and what have you. Uh, Juan, Raul, everybody, thanks again for a great trip. Let's hope the Raiders can show a bit more commitment uh, next season. Let's hope that we can get some things sorted out in Oakland um, because... You know, Miami was nothing, and Carolina was nothing. Both winnable games, um, but uh, uh, we're a team in turmoil. We are dysfunction junction. We are uh, full of problems and things, but it wouldn't take much to sort it out. If Miami can go from 1 and 15 to 6 and 4 that quick, we can do it as well. We just need to make some positive decisions. Once again, thanks again, Raid Nation. I'll speak to you when I get back to London. This is Keith Smith, a very tired Crusader Raider from Charlotte, Carolina, and I'm out. Well, there you heard it, Raider Nation. Keith Smith, the Crusader Raider, making his crusade. Let me tell you what this cat did. He flew to Oakland 
That's right, all the way from London, England. Him and Dave got to Oakland, saw a football game, partied with us, was great to see them, then flew from there to Miami to see the Raiders play the Dolphins. And after that, that was his kind of, and kind of visited relatives along the way and friends. And then, then he's in the North Carolina there, ready to go home. Check that dedication out as a Raider fan. Tell me that that isn't crazy, crazy. It is crazy, but it's not. Here's a guy following his passion, and he is loved, man. People love Keith. All over, man. The Raiders open their doors uh, and hearts to those guys every game. Every time they come come here, they're treated like kings, and they should be. They are great fans. Dave and Keith. And you too, Richard. I hope you get well, man, honestly. And, you know, it was great to see you guys. And, and I just want to say the rest of the fans, there's dedication, people. You know, I'm bitching about the little seats. I got to drive an hour to get to the game, blah, blah, blah. And here's guys going halfway across the world to see the Raiders play. Now, that, that says a lot to me. That says a lot about the Raider fan. It says a lot about what the Raiders need to do for their fans like Keith and Dave. And Richard and all the fans that are all over the world that travel here and work at all and save all year for their one trip, their one trip to Oakland. Man, I'm telling you, the Raiders should get a clue on people that really spend not only money, but passion and energy and, and everything to see this team. Do they know? I, I just don't know if Al Davis understands uh, what kind of fan base he has. Uh, he's got to know. He's got to know that we're all upset. He's got to know it. But I'll tell you this. we got a game against Denver. You know, you're waiting for the pregame for the Broncos. Well, Shannon Manson, he's going to be there in all his glory at home. It's going to be cold. It's going to be a tough game. I just look for the Raiders to go there and play as hard as they can and maybe pull out a win. There's really not a lot I could say other than the fact that their running game has become more anemic than it was before, so thank goodness for that. Their passing game, however, is good. If our defense played like it has the last two games, we can succeed in this game. It'll be a good game to watch. These are hated matches, and I hope the Raiders bring everything they have, even if they lose, as long as they put up a good fight. I would love to see an offensive touchdown against the Broncos. And I'd love to see Shannarat shamed out of the doggone city if he loses to the Raiders and doesn't make it to the playoffs this season. That would be beautiful. But anyway, we have a chance to win that game. I always think we got a chance. Not a good chance, but we do have a chance to win that game. Let's just hope it happens. I hope it happens. And I'm looking forward to the Kansas City Chiefs game the next week, which will be a bomb there in the Mecca at Oakland. That's right. We'll be partying down big time in the Coliseum. We got to do it as long as we can. We got two games left after that one. So we got to rock and roll. So Raider Nation, do not be bummed. It's past that time. We're 2-8. and eight. Get over it. Be happy. Just look at who we can get in the draft because we got a big time draft. Who we can go down and pick up as far as linemen go because that's my focus this year. Thank you all for listening to Raider Nation Podcast. Be sure to hit on our forum, our new forum, and re-register. That's what I'm talking about. And that's what I'm saying. And that's all I got to say because I am out. To my OG Raiders, like Marcus Allen, 
it's so strong What's up, how we long? They probably won't play this on the radio station But they'll play it all day in the Raider Nation I'm Mr. So Pain, a Raider for life It feels good to be a Raider, ask that fool Jerry Rice We do the wong wong, from city to city We do the wong wong, straight 5150 We do the wong wong, this is gangsta on mine We do the wong wong, I'm a Raider for life We do the wong wong, from city to city We do the wong wong, straight 5150 We do the wong wong, this is gangsta on mine We do the wong wong, I'm a Raider for life